from the heart of New York City. He is the human suplex machine. This is the Taz Show. Yeah, yeah. Talking wrestling, sports, and beyond. It's the Black Tower Maniac coming out of Brooklyn. The one-man crime spree. He gonna leave you shook. Try to beat him if you can and survive if he lets you. Human suplex and he coming for you too. Better watch out. The guy your mother warned you about. And he's got one question I'll inform you about. Like, you're not afraid of a little competition, are you? Award-winning host and former world heavyweight champion, Taz. All right, all right. Here we go. Oh, we got a little Monday action. little Monday Monday edition coming at you. Headphones, blues are ready. Problems. All right, man. Uh, it's going to be a fun show. It's going to be packed. I can promise you that. <clears throat> packed, packed, packed to the gills. I'm also in a little bit of a potential irascible mood where I could be at some point on a sensitivity level, 10 meaning complete breakdown. I'm probably at an 8. I am not at a nine. We've heard me at nine. We've heard me at four, where I'm nice and calm. Right now, I'm sitting at an eight. There are some things that at times burn my ass and tighten up my ball bag, as you guys know. So that happens throughout the weekend at times. But right now, I'm okay. Now, of course, my bill's lost, and that's why I'm wearing, for those watching the video, the live video, my black morning Bill's hat. That's when I wear the blacked out hat because it's misery. If you want to call the show, what? You saying something? No. I'm hearing things, bro. <laughs> Someone in your ear? That was the captain you heard. If you're not watching the video, he's quitting the show, by the way, if you haven't heard. Hey, listen. Attention, hotline fans. If you want to call the show, you can do that. 866 475 2948. That's an 866 475 2948. Long-time fans know what that means. Not good when there's no Niner and 4 8 Not good. So, uh, hey, you good, know Taz, by the way. We'll talk a little football a little bit here. A little bit. I also got a little uh, Raw preview, preview for you guys later on Monday Night Raw's tonight. Three hours. And so we'll do that. Going to be on Facebook Live in hour two of this show. Full hour Jones. Yeah. So instead of going one segment, I felt like on Friday I kind of took the Facebook jobbers and didn't give them enough love. And it was... No one complained because they're all good people over there at the Facebook. You see, in my insane mind, I think that the people that listen or watch the show live on Facebook are completely different people that are on Twitter or at TazShow.com because I'm insane. Yes. This, I really think they're different people. I think I, I really do think that. They're not. You don't think you're reaching to some of what of a different audience? No. no? I, think I, I think about 10 or 12 people listen and watch the show every day. That's what I think. Maybe 20 when I have a guest. So, so uh, speaking of guests, uh, there will be no guest segment. There will be no in the indies today. Yes, no in the indies. Sorry. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, yep. Now this, this, uh, this. Okay, shut up. Damn it, the studio audience. This uh, rotation uh, this week was, uh, I believe, Taylor Hendricks' spot. Correct, Captain? Yes. Yeah, Taylor. Um, we we could not connect. Let's just put it that way. We. Our show, the Taz Show, and Taylor. So uh, Taylor will not be on the show. Um, so we, uh, there's enough stuff I need to go over. Um, I, I love, you know, Indie Indies is a big popular segment here every Monday on the show. And I think the past couple of uh, Indie Indies, we had Deanna Perrazzo, who always does an amazing job. Veda Scott has been traveling. I know she's, I think she's still flying to Japan. She's on this flight. Bro, it's like, it's like, she's on like a propeller. So she's still en route to Japan. 
She's telling the producer, no, no, I can't. I can't come on again this week. I'm still flying to Japan. <laughs> hey, Veda Scott, if you don't want to be part of the show, just say it. You don't, have to, you don't have to pretend that you're on a flight to Japan for the past two weeks on a propeller plane. Single jet engine Jones. Maybe she went by boat. She could have went by boat. That That's takes a, good a while. Point. Yeah, she could. <laughs> she lives in uh, New England, like Rhode Island area. It's surrounded by water. She could have took some kind of a rowboat. That would be a very long route. You have rowboat. to go Panama Canal. <laughs> <laughs> now, Veda Scott is awesome, obviously. It's not, it's not her turn. So she's not allowed on. No, no, she's busy. She's always running around. She'll probably be on next. I don't even know what's on next week. Uh, we're not going to have it next week because next week you're going to be covering Hell in a Cell. <laughs> all right. So, all right. So, <laughs> that's right. You're right. I'm going to be covering that. You're damn right I'm covering Hell in a Cell. Some people were asking about, uh, well, actually, nobody asked about Viking Rob. <laughs> He's, I actually wish that Robbie was on the show today because his Vikings did the J-O-B. Oh, yes. So, uh, <clears throat> and the Cubs went to, uh, went to the World Series. So, I'll give my thoughts and opinions on that um, right about now, I'd say. I'd probably start talking about that. I think that might be a good time to do that. So, yeah, we uh, we got the uh, World Series. It's going to be Chicago Cubs and the Cleveland Indians. Captain, you kind of predicted this. Somewhat. Well, you wanted the Indians to win. I wanted the Cubs to win. Somebody else put it here. Robbie had said he also thinks oh, the Indians God. are going to win. Just don't put him over. <laughs> Putting over the Viking. <sighs> Damn it. But anyway, so the Dodgers lost five to nothing to the Cubs. Uh, I watched the game. Was it Friday? It was Friday. Saturday. Yeah, that's right. It was Saturday. Oh, that's right, because I was watching football too, college football at the same time. So the Cubs have reached uh, the first World Series since 1945. Now let me tell you something. So the curse is gone, and everybody in Chicago is like, "Yay! Yeah, we finally made it, Mother Effer. We're in. No more curse." I'll tell you what. I watched this game. Captain, I know you didn't watch it. No. So don't even act like you did. And this is what was interesting to me. There's two outs. I can't remember if there's anybody on base or not. Two outs, top of the ninth inning. They're in Chicago at Wrigley Field. Cubs are up 5-0. Dodgers, I I think it was two outs. Whatever it was. You could feel the the live audience there at Wrigley. They're stewing. They are fired up. Oh, my God. Here we go. We're going to the World Series. We're one out away, two outs away, whatever. And they got their closer in, uh, Gimmick Gates closer. The guy throws like 5,000 miles an hour. can't remember his name. Is it Chapman? Yes. They, they got him from the Yankees earlier I know that. I know who it is. It's Chapman. Don't ever correct me again on the show. <laughs> and by the way, there's another uh, side note, Jones. There's an object on my set that not was not approved. There's a toy here. Yeah, it was found here earlier in the morning. Okay, it's, not, t- it's off camera, isn't it? It is, but it's going to be on camera later on. It's a, <laughs> it's, it's a, a duck schmuck schmuck duck, and I don't know this was not approved, but I'll get into this later on. It just threw me off. <laughs> that That's it, all it takes well, to be, throw you because off? Because it's right next to the camera, and I'm like, what? what is this? There's a new object. This was not approved. My attorney did not look this or my agent. Why is this in the gimmick clubhouse? This is not approved. I know there are many other slunkers that do shows in here when I'm not here, jobbers and s- just nubs, but you know what? It's my studio. This is the gimmick clubhouse. Why the F is there a toy here that was not approved? The lawsuit Jones. It's, yes. Injunction filed Jones. So <laughs> back to the baseball. And I'm sitting there watching the game, and I'm rooting for the Cubs. I'm happy for the people of Chicago. This is great. So now we'll only have one group of people in the baseball world bitching about problems. Red Sox. But anyway... 
they're just always bitching about something. The Boston fans, you know how I am about them. But we, we kind of have that love-hate relationship, more hate-love. So, the Cubs are uh, playing defense. Dodgers are up, and it's top of the night, and they're getting ready. The Cubs are getting ready to seal the deal right here. And all of a sudden, I don't know who, but this dude hits a foul ball. And he hits it towards the left field side of the audience. Towards the left fielder. About maybe four rows in from the playing field. And you could almost hear a little silence. Joe Buck yourself, the announcer. He gets quiet. The play-by-play guy. uh, Gimmick Flip Jones. He's quiet. And I'm at home screaming. Oh my God! I'm not quiet. Not quiet at all. Screaming. Because this is, anybody who watches baseball, he hit the ball, like, right in that same area where the kid, uh, uh, Bartman, Bartman, where he, you know, years ago, interfered with Mosey Salou, the foul ball and all that big craziness that happened, and the kid kind of, like, went to hiding. Dude, he hit the ball, like, right near that area. And it was freaking weird. And then Joe Buck himself, the announcer and the play-by-play guy, I'm sorry, the color commentator said something along the lines of, did you see where that ball went? And Joe Buck himself was like, yeah, no, that was kind of like, yeah, so it was interesting. I, I'm thinking, wow, there are the uh, evil baseball gods uh, were there in Wrigley. You were believing in the curse. I really was. <sighs> anyway. No one cares. Uh, I just thought that was interesting. <laughs> so... Uh, the Cubs end up winning the game, and that's what happened. But that other stuff, I, I I thought was a big deal. <clears throat> Obviously, nobody else here cares. So, I don't understand why they let people sit there for that specific game. Why not not sell tickets for those seats? Imagine, I would not. Even, I wouldn't. If I was a Cubs fan, I was from Chicago. I wouldn't even want to sit there in that seat. I bet you there's some people that don't want to sit there. You know, I saw something online yesterday. Um, that the guy Bartman, oh man, somebody was suggesting that he throws out the first pitch in Chicago. Which, you know what, I think it would be a good thing. Just to get the monkey off the back type thing, kill this thing. This poor kid has, has lived in misery. Lived in misery for years. I know this, I live in misery. I understand this. It's misery. And, and you know, it's like I, I feel bad now. This could kind of, you know, you know, he was sitting home just praying to God. That the Cubs won that game. God, they'll just forget me now. He's going to show up in the World Series. Either way, sitting in those same seats, isn't he? <laughs> Could you imagine people would, like, grab the throne out? No, Bart, man, get out! Get out of here, Bart Simpson, man. So, anyway, enough of that. So, it should be, um, uh, you know, congratulations to the Cub fans and the Cubs. Should be a good <clears throat> World Series. Cubs and the Cleveland Indians. And then some hockey news. Yes, my Rangers and the El, El Capitan here. They were victorious over Arizona 3-2. I didn't see the game. Did you? I caught uh, about half of it. Right. I would love to say I caught three quarters, but I didn't see any of it. Some college football talk before I get into the NFL. And I get to get to the phone call. Some people are calling the show already. So, uh, yeah, we got uh, Texas A&M and Alabama. Alabama wins the game. <clears throat> Excuse me. Alabama wins the game 33-14. to Listen. Listen. Here's the deal. Okay. I, 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 Alabama's not losing. I don't know who's going to beat them. They're just and Texas A&M's legit. Okay, they're, they're you know they're in the top ten. I don't know where they had them ranked, but Alabama quarterback Jalen Hurts was 15 for 25, 164 yards, two touchdowns. 
two INTs, and uh, the Crimson Tide running back uh, Damian Harris, 17 carries, 128 yards. I wish they could play for the Bills right now because we need them. I'll get at that in a little bit. Shady, where are you? Uh, Texas A&M quarterback Trevor Knight. There's another name for your cap, Trevor. Trevor. What kind of name is that? <laughs> Trevor. Just call him Teddy. Teddy Knight. <laughs> that should be his real name, his new name. What about Trey? Trey's another bad one. It's a shortened version of Trevor, right? <laughs> or Trenton. Let's name our kid Honey after a sludgy area in New Jersey. The capital of New Jersey. <laughs> sludgy. It's a sludgy area. Trevor Knight was 14 of 31, 164 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. My Cornhuskers of Nebraska were victorious in a nice Big Ten battle. 27-14 over Purdue. Tommy Armstrong Jr., the QB for Nebraska, 17 of 31, 252 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Listen, some people ask me on the Twitter, it's, it's kind of too long to answer. Taz, where, why all the Nebraska love? Why are you a Nebraska fan? I, uh, you know, I might have told this story a while back. Some might be newer to the show and they don't know. So I'll tell you really quick right now. Basically, you know, when I was younger, uh, when I was a kid, like, you know, in sixth grade, seventh grade and stuff like that, running around school with a towel on my head. Come on. And, um, and uh, I didn't, we didn't have cable. I lived in the, you know, in the city and we lived, you know, we kind of lived... I would say below our means, but our means weren't high. They were low. So uh, <laughs> we didn't have cable, and we just had, like, regular channels. ABC, CBS, NBC type gimmick, you know. So on ABC at that time, uh, during, you know, in the college football world, during those years, Nebraska was a powerhouse, Tom. All Osborne coaching, and they had tons of great players and success, and just, just they were always on TV. So I didn't really gravitate to anybody else because I always remember seeing those guys on TV. So I became a fan. That's really, yeah, I wish there was a juicier story, but there isn't. It's a pretty good story. It's okay. That's what I do. I tell stories that are just okay. <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm, I'm just, I don't want to, you know, do anything better than that. That's not what I do here. Fan of Midland Jones. I mean, that's, that's, you know how it is. I don't want to go too far, then your expectation's high. I gotta keep it low. That's my gimmick. You know what I'm saying? That's how you can surprise people. She damn right. Come out with a show where a full gimmick clubhouse on Friday. Everybody's going crazy running the muck in here. Regular Z Morning Zoo Jones. <laughs> now I'm just sitting here with a guy who's quitting. <laughs> it's like being married to someone that says, I want a divorce and I'm gonna leave you in three months. <laughs> but wait, can we work it out? No, I'm definitely leaving you, but gotta, I'll stay for I three months. I gotta train the replacement. I gotta train your next <laughs> wife. What? <laughs> What are you talking about? Anyway, so that's the story behind me in Nebraska. Uh, also, a couple of real quick uh, notable games for college football. Navy, as I predicted, was victorious over Memphis, 42-28. Arkansas did the job to Auburn, 56-3. I didn't see this game. Are you sure that's the right score? Holy yeah, crap, I was shocked, too. Yeah, uh, Ohio State, Penn State. Watch this game. This was the primetime Jones at night. This was great. Um, I really enjoyed this game. This was at Penn State. It was a whiteout, so that means all the fans wear white. And they had probably 70,000, 80,000, whatever the hell was there, 100,000. I don't know how many people. I, I've been to Beaver Stadium. That place is huge. Been there a couple times, actually, where Penn State plays. And, uh, yeah, they won, man. Big upset, Jones. Big upset victory, 24-21. Great game. 
two powerful Big Ten football programs knuckling up. Ohio State now, they chopped down. They went down a little bit here. This loss hurt them. They were really, uh, you know, I, I, I'm in my brain on Friday was thinking, you know, you go into the Natty Championship, you're looking at teams like Alabama, you look, you're looking at teams like uh, like Ohio State, Michigan, obviously Michigan, who was victorious again this week. Don't have that score, GTS Jones. So yeah, uh, a very big, um, very big problem. No, kind of a big problem. I should say very big. But a big problem for Ohio State now. They got a loss on them. That's how college football works when you're in that top tier. You get a loss. One loss could could you know chunk you down. So that's the deal on that uh, gimmick. So in uh, I'm gonna talk some NFL in a little bit, a little bit, bit here. Also, last thing I want to tell you about is Ole Miss. Ole Miss lost to, to LSU. The running Rebels. Not they're not the running Rebels. They're the Rebels. They're Ole Miss running Rebels. Are they running Rebels too? UNLV, I think, is running Rebels. But anyway, LSU won the game, 38-21. Uh, what's his name? Fournette, number seven, the big-ass running back. He was back. Leonard Fournette. Uh, Michigan beat Illinois 41-8. to Oh, 41-8. to You know, I did catch a little bit of that game. That was on earlier. That was like 3 p.m. game or something like that. But anyway. Yeah, LSU, Fournette's back, and he just ran amok. So they won 38-21 over Ole Miss. So now I will segue comfortably into some NFL chatter. And uh, before I get into that, I'll tell you about a little fake football, Jones. Yes, uh, yours truly in the Fantasy Football League here of the Taz Show was victorious uh, over my opponent this week. It was Handsome Johnny. Yes. I took Otto Von Otto Pick, whatever his name. What's his name again? Otto, Otto Von Picksmart. Yeah. Mr. Otto Pick Jones. I beat his ass, bro. Beat his ass. One uh, twenty-four to ninety-four. You damn right! I kicked his ass. How about you, Captain? What are you sitting? I'm losing at the moment, but I got one more player that goes tonight. I'm losing to Video Brian, ninety-eight to eighty-four. You got to beat him, bro. I told you I don't want him to win ever. Video Brian, you need to win that game tonight. Who's I your hope guy? So C.J. Anderson. Oh, he brought you to the promised land with the Broncos uh... in the first couple of weeks. He did yeah. very well. He's kind of been quiet city though. He hasn't done much for you. I'm saying. Right, I don't think so. Last couple of weeks, six points each game. That sucks. I just need 15 out of him tonight. Hey, listen. I need you luck starting. Sorry, I just <laughs> completely blew you off. So, <laughs> I need you luck starting. I got 27 points with the luck. Dak Prescott's my other guy. He was on the bench watching. He was actually on the couch. Got a bye, right, Cowboys? So... Andrew Luck, he gets me nervous. I don't know why. He just does. But he did well. Devontae Freeman, I had to run it back. Nine points. That sucks. But DeMarco Murray brings the wood again. 18 points, bro, for the Titans. DeMarco Murray, man, quietly excellent, you know? He's kind of like me. Quietly excellent. Quietly. <laughs> what do you mean? What the? Quietly excellent. Will you stop? That's what I am. A.J. Green, bro, he brought up the rear. I was shocked because I was getting ready to just cut this guy. A.J. Green got me 22 large. 22 points from A.J. Green. By the way, I'm going to tell you guys a little bit the difference of something that WWE does that the the, the NFL needs to learn. I'm going to give you a comparison on that. Okay, and then I'm going to go back to the football scores in a minute because there's something I'm a little upset over. Well, I'll get to the football NFL scores, I should say. Captain, don't ever look at me like that again. I will fire you quick. 
You, you just don't want me to ever look at you. I just don't look at me. Don't make eye contact with me. So AJ Green, 22 points. Marvin Jones had nine points to me. Kyle uh, Rudolph from the Vikings, who, by the way, if I didn't mention, he did lose. So, uh, yeah, he had uh, five points for me. And Mike Evans was my flex Jones. He had uh, 21 points. I had the Bills defense, which actually had a minus five, bro. <laughs> I oh, man. My own team, I lost points because the freaking Dolphins ran amok on him. Rush City Jones, R-U-S-H. And Sebastian Janikowski from the Raiders was my kicker with 18 large, bro. Beat that ass! Beat that ass, G! Yo, what up, boy? <laughs> Going all urban on you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And guess who the QB for Handsome Johnny was that I played? Take a guess. Your favorite guy in the whole world? What's his name? That Brady guy? Yes. Yes. Tom Brady. Ha! He only had 17 points. That's actually not bad. So, yeah, I beat uh, uh, Handsome Johnny. Wait, wait, so, what do you got then? You got tonight, you need CJ Anderson to step up, right? Yeah. Okay. If you can get me 15 points, I'll win by one. I got news for you. It's not happening. Yeah, you don't think so? No. I, I don't think. 15 is a lot. I mean, that's a lot for, for a running back. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's not like you have DeMarco Murray like me. I just don't think he's getting 15 for you. He got 25 in the first week. Oh, yeah? That's great. I'm very proud of you. So the Giants, they played over there in my second home, the U.K., over in London. You know, people love me in London. They've listened to the Taz Show. People I, love you everywhere. I know that. TazShow.com worldwide, baby. They're watching the show right now, listening. All the jobbers in Australia wearing smoking jackets and smoking big cigars and drinking wine. Listen to the Taz Show. Sucking down Grey Goose at night. You know the deal. So, yeah, the Rams did the job uh, to the Giants 17 to 10 at Twickenham Stadium in London. Place is gigantic, Twickenham. I think whenever I go to London to do a show, to bring the Taz show on the road on location, I want to do it in this building. 100,000 people. Maybe it's one of those soccer stadiums. You think you'll fit everyone? Football. Football. F U T O L. Ball. <laughs> but this is the problem. Yeah, so the Giants won. Congrats. That's great. This is the problem. This is the problem. This is the problem. The NFL, what they need to learn from the WWE is this game right here tells you. The lack of marketing of this game in the UK. When WWE goes on location, does a live Raw, goes international, goes to the UK. When WWE goes there, you see the set. There's the gimmick bus. There's the, the Union Jack. There's... There's everything. It just it feels different than Monday Night Raw normal in the States. They make a big deal. They market. They promote it. They brand it. And it makes it really a special. So if you're American watching an event in the UK, you think, well, why do I care? I don't live in the UK. I don't live in London. Well, as an American, if I'm watching Raw or when I was part of Raw or SmackDown and they had all of the elements on the set or the staging area of the UK and London and all this stuff and British feel and all that, it makes it cool. It makes it fun. You respect it. You like it. It makes you feel like it's something special and different. The NFL, no, they don't do that. They freaking go. They put a field out there. Same thing. They don't write the numbers in English uh, like the UK writing. They don't. <laughs> they use regular R writing, you know? It's like the same writing I don't know use. if the metric system would work at football, too, since you're measuring everything in yards. Listen! <laughs> I don't want to talk about trigonometry. I'm not here for that. That's not my special. 
I know football and I know wrestling and other stuff. I'm telling you right now, the NFL did nothing to make that field. Put the field in the middle of the field. Give me like a giant NFL logo with the Union Jack in it instead of, you know, change the logo. Integration of the of of the flag of of uh, you know of England of, of the UK. Put it in there. Do something. I would think and you think I'm nuts, right? So all around the freaking field on the outside, right by the walls of where the fans are, in between the fans and and the, and the bench for the football team. Buses, the double decker Jones. Put the buses all around. Put wrap them in the UK. Do something. The graphics, the effing graphics. That the, was this game on CBS? I hope not. Not sure. I, I hope didn't not. catch it. I don't know. Let's say I don't. I don't know what it was on. Oh God, I hope not. I'm in trouble. So <laughs> even the graphics, the lower thirds, incorporate, incorporate the UK. Something, market it, brand it. Give me a guy in the announce booth for a couple of plays that speaks like a British man. Oh no, mate. Oh you, mate. Oh, it's the first time, mate. Something, and then kick his ass out. Get out! This did not feel special. Let Vince McMahon touch this. This thing would be Union Jack Jones everywhere. I could now not only consult for wrestling companies, but the NFL. I'm starting to realize that, dude. I'm not kidding. You know I'm serious, right? No, I believe it. I think I would do pretty good, actually. Anyway, so the Giants won 17-10 in uh, London. About the Jets and the Ravens, arguably two of the worst teams in the league, besides the Browns. The Jets win the game 24-16. I was happy the Jets won, though. I am happy the Jets won. Geno Smith left the game in the second quarter with a knee injury, but he was standing there on the sideline. Apparently, Joe Namath was bitching about this, the legend. If you could stand there, get your ass in the game. Old school. <laughs> you know what I mean? Old school. Rub some dirt on it and <laughs> walk it off. Yo, that's old school, bro. Namath's got like five knee replacements. Those guys from out here are tough son of a bitches, man. All of them. Get in the game, son. Anyway, and they brought in the Fitzpatrick, came back in, who apparently had some. He was a little upset. He said, yeah, you know what? I got to play angry, I guess, and then I play better. No, dude, you're going to play great no matter what. You make a lot of money. So he hacked you? He did. <laughs> yeah, he said management's mad at him. They hate him. They didn't trust him. They benched him. I feel like me here at CBS. <laughs> That's how they feel about me. Dude, he wasn't doing well. That's why he didn't play. I mean, it wasn't like it wasn't like they had something against him, they, you know. Anyway, so now they deal. You know, that's the deal. You got uh, Geno Smith. He's out. So now I guess Flacco. Flacco, how am I doing? I guess uh, Fitzpatrick's back in. Speaking of Flacco, Flacco was 25 of 44, 248 yards, two interceptions. Lackluster Jones right there. The pride of the University of Delaware Blue Hens. Yeah, that's where he went, Flacco. Correct. You can check me if you want. I know you. Ch- oh, I just looked up and I saw you. Would ch- Let me check this guy. You can check it. <laughs> University of Delaware. I gotta check it up. You want to check it? If you want. If you Not obviously really. don't trust me, you don't believe me. You look I at me like. You. No, you don't. You look at me like you don't believe me. I saw your face, dude. Like, what are you making stuff up, dude? People have the internet tags. Just go ahead and check it. <laughs> Joe Flacco, F L A X O. That's how you spell his name. Flacco. Flaxido. <laughs> Mm-mm-mm. I'm waiting. No, you're right. What am I right about? You're right. I'm University ba- of Delaware. <laughs> I told you that. And they are the Blue Hens. 
Jets a running back, Matt Forte, 30 carries, 100 yards, one touchdown. Now the game that really made me sad, the Dolphins beat my Bills, 28-25. Okay, Tyrod Taylor played his ass off as usual. He went 14-28, 221 yards, one touchdown. I love Tyrod. The Ryan Tannehill, he looked pretty good, man. He played good, the quarterback for the Dolphins. He went 15-25, 204 yards, one touchdown. But the guy who stole the show in this game, I watched the whole game, was running back Jay Alajaha. I say his name. Allah. I think it's Ajayi. Yes. I think that's how it's pronounced. Jay Ajayi. 28 carries, 214 yards. Dude, this guy tore it up. This is the problem. This is why I'll break down football. And I'm going to tell you the facts and the truth. Not like these other guys you hear. They don't know what they're talking about. I know what I'm talking about. I, give, I keep it in the real zeal up here, as the kids are saying. I keep it real. Here's the deal, bro. The problem in this game, why the Bills lost, is nothing to do with nothing except for one guy, Shady McCord. Shady had to leave the game. He was borderline going to play because of the hamstring. He plays. He wasn't himself. He played a little bit, and they took him out of the game. <laughs> Excuse me. Slamming bods and beyond. Pardon me. So what happens is when you don't have a back, you can't have possession. Time of possession is everything in football. And the Dolphins dominated the time of possession. What was the time of possession? 37 minutes and two seconds. For the Dolphins. For the Dolphins. So. That's because they had a running back that was kicking arse. We, the Bills, this is the problems now that we're going to place the Patriots. Taz, you're making excuses already. Uh, yeah, I am. Uh, but they're also fact. Our key running back, and we don't have a lot of depth there, is, is hurt. He's hurt. And this is the key. We, we can't possess the ball long. We'll get into this down the road during the week. Because the, the Bills and the, the Patriots next week, and that's going to be a big problem for me. I'm, I am nervous. Uh, the Vikings lost in an NFC battle to the Philadelphia Eagles 21-10. Vikings get their first loss of the season. Vikings quarterback Sam Bradford, 24-41, 224 yards, one touchdown, one INT. Quarterback Carson Wentz of the Eagles, 138 yards, one touchdown, uh, two interceptions. Okay. So, uh, yeah, you go. That's okay. That's okay. I think that the, that the Vikings lost. They're still going to dominate. Sometimes you need to get that off your back. Got to go to break here in a second. We're late. Last thing I want to tell you about in uh, football. The night game, uh, my NFC team, the Cardinals. I'm sorry, the Cardinals. The Seahawks, uh, they uh, finished up uh, in a tie. You, I didn't stutter against the Cardinals. Arizona and Seattle, 6-6 overtime tie. So what do we have, Broadways now in the wrestling business? Like what? I mean, in the football business? A tie. We need an effing winner. Tie. What is this, T-ball? Who wins in ties? <laughs> that effing sucks. Sucks. It sucks. I hate everyone. Grown-ass men in pro football gear should not end in ties. I hate it. Whoever booked that sucks. Right, I gotta, I'm going to go to break. All right, and then uh, outside of break, uh, I'll get to the phone calls. A lot of you guys are calling the show. There's a couple open lines, 866-475-2948. If you want to call, call. If you don't, don't. I don't care. That's your prerogative. I'm going to give you a raw preview in a little bit. And also we're going to be doing uh, Facebook Live in the second hour of the show in about 30 minutes. Taz Show, be right back. 
Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, here we go. Yeah. Got a Monday edition Taz show coming at you. We're back here. We'll be on Facebook Live in about 30 minutes. Thank you, everybody who's listening to the show live at TazShow.com. Maybe you're watching it at TazShow.com. Thank you for that. Or maybe listening to the on-demand, audio on-demand, Spotify, or maybe you're at TuneIn, or checking out at Play It. Maybe you're doing that, or maybe you're on the iTunes, which is the very popular one that a lot of you slunkers enjoy. I really don't give a rat's ass how or where you listen to the show. As long as you're listening, it's all that matters. Plus, I need my opinions to be spread throughout the world because I'm insecure. And I need that reassurance that people love me. Love me! Love me, bitches! So we're going to give you a raw preview in a little bit. i got to get to f- some of these phone calls. That's what I have to do. It's uh, just a busy, a busy, uh, busy show, as usual. Uh, like every week. Every day, I should say. What the hell am I talking about every week? Hey, uh, Jeremy from Vegas, you're on a Taz show. Hey, uh, good moment, Taz. Good moment, Jeremy. How are you, sir? I'm good. Just finishing up the, the night shift. Oh, night shift Jones. Okay, buddy. That's good. Uh, what do you want to talk about, pal? Um, before I get into my subject, it's going to be football real quick, but I want to give a little bit more of a public congratulations to your first ever uh, hump day promo winner and your first ever uh, well, the man who set the precedent that no indie wrestler can enter the hump day promo. Ah. Uh, Kevin, Kevin Cross are being uh, signed to Lucha Underground. Congrats to him, yes. Congrats to Kevin Cross. I uh, saw, I'm assuming you're the gentleman who tweeted me the other day about this, right? I, I did see this. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, great. Are you his agent or his best friend? What are you? Um, I'm, I'm just a fan. I've, I've oh, come on. You're, you know him personally. Come on. No, what, no, bro, what you, listen, Jeremy, it's all good, brother. It's okay if you want to help your friend. He, he lives in Vegas, doesn't he? Yes, I believe he does. Oh, and you coincidentally happen to live in Vegas, correct? Yeah, no, I've seen him in a couple of shows here. He, he worked, he works, he worked uh, the GFW tapings when they had that out here. Okay, so are you going to plug anything else? So, Jeremy, listen, I, I'm just saying, just admit, please admit to us, and then we'll get on to your other stuff, uh, to your stuff, sir, because you seem like a nice fellow. Uh, are are you guys good friends or not? Just be honest, it's okay. I'm just, I'm, I'm just a slunker who's a fan. That's all. You are a liar. <laughs> no, <laughs> Jeremy, I'm going to get it out of you. I'll keep you on the show all day. I'm getting it out of you. You're his buddy. Admit it! Admit it! Damn it! I'm I'm just a fan, man. That's all. <laughs> all right, you win. All right. So, what else you want to talk about, buddy? But no, I'll keep it aside. Congrats, Tim. Let, let me back up. So, what you're talking about was a lot of people might be new to the show, Jeremy, so they don't know. You know what I'm saying? So, when we first started Hump Day promos, man, way back over a year ago when this show started, um, I know uh, his promo was like outstanding. And I think he called into the show, all right? And I talked to him. Uh, yep. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I've, I've been listening that long, so definitely, yeah. Okay, so you're going to act like you don't know the specifics. That's what you're doing, Jeremy, right? That's what's happening here? It, 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 it's been a long time. Right? <laughs> Such a worker. Please don't work a worker, especially a professional one. Please. So anyway, he, Kevin Cross, did a great job on the promo. And then it came out that he's a wrestler. So I'm like, ah, it's kind of unfair to have wrestlers, independent wrestlers, you know, be in a competition with fans for Hump Day promos, and that's kind of, you're right, that kind of set the precedent that no more wrestlers, you know what I mean? So, uh, good point. 
All right, great. So uh, what else do you want to talk about? Um, those slunker kickers. <laughs> yes. Oh, I, 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 I had gotten into work right, right about the time I'm working here at a little pizzeria. I'm doing security. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yep. But I, 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 I go into the pizzeria. I'm trying to pay attention to the first quarter. Oh, this game is a, a Which game are you talking Are you talking about the, the Seahawks game? Yeah. Yeah, well, Hoshka at the end, uh, he hit the gimmick. And the other guy, uh, Connor, what's his name? Connor Zero, he hit the gimmick. He hit the, the, the post, the ring post. Ring post. Yep. Goal post, ring post, same <laughs> difference. I think ring post, I think wrestling. And so, yeah, so you're saying they both suck. Is that what you're saying? Oh, that was that was Jobber City. It was Jobber City. It was. Because, and, and, but you know, how do you go to a tie, bro? How does a game go to a tie? You can't go to ties in the NFL. Well, I mean, I... I I think college football, yeah, sure, tie, whatever, cool. According to one of the greatest games in history was a tie. I think it was like Michigan State, Notre Dame, something like that. Yeah, but like we that. can't let the facts get in the way of proper storytelling. You know what yeah. I mean, my friend? But, yeah, continue. I, I think in the NFL, I think they have to have something decisive. I mean, I guess, grown men. I had class and something said that should be the, if they're supposed to be the role models for kids and whatnot, they should understand there should be a winner and a loser. I yes. don't give a damn if there's a tie. College football, eh, but even that, no. Look, when you could gamble and bet, you know, spend money and gamble just like you can with obviously college football. You know, you can't. You just can't have ties. If people want to win money, people have addictions to gambling. You know, you gotta hell, you gotta have a winner here. Thank you for calling, Jeremy. That's Jeremy from Vegas, ladies and gentlemen, the agent of Kevin Cross. Yes, thank you, Jeremy. Very much. Well, he's his buddy. You can tell. What a kawinky dick. They both live in Vegas. Come on. What? I'm starting to think Jeremy's name is Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> At least say you're from another town. Oh, it's Jeremy from Des Moines. Oh, all right. How you from doing, Idaho, Jeremy? Idaho, I swear. <laughs> Oh, really? You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, Corey in St. Louis, you're on the Taz Show. How you doing, Taz? Ah, ah, you know, fair to Midland. What's going on, buddy? <laughs> I got uh, two quick questions for you. Uh, the first question was, back when you were in ECW and did the suit place uh, with, I believe it was Bam Bam Bigelow off the ramp. Yes, sir. you hit yeah. your head on the rail. Yeah, yep, yep, yeah. I, I, it's kind of hard to remember because it hurt. But, yes, I remember. Okay. <laughs> well, as silly as a question this may sound, did you plan on hitting your head on the rail, or did you just say, screw it and go well, for it? Well, Corey, truth be told, you know, when I go over a match with a guy, I say, listen, I want to take you, a 400-pound man, suplex you off of a stage area, and while there's steel, solid steel guardrails with all these people, I want the back of my skull blindly to hit this, and then I want to survive it, so people say, oh, man, that's a tough son of a bitch. So, yeah, I did plan it. I see. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hey, 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 hey. Could you stop? I didn't plan it. I'm, I'm, I'm joking around. <laughs> I'm joking. So, yeah, continue, 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 continue. Please continue, Corey. Okay, uh, last question. Back when you were in TNA, there was a angle between Jeff Jarrett and Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle was handcuffed. Jeff Jarrett was... Attack him in front of the announce booth, and you actually step around to stop him. Yes, sir. Was that supposed to be the end of that angle as far as your involvement, or was there supposed to be more? Well, it's it, <laughs> a good question. Uh, here's the thing. I didn't want to do anymore. I didn't want to do that. And Jeff Jarrett, who I have a lot of respect for, and Jeff was like, bro, you got to do this. I'm like, no, I don't. Kurt's like, Taz, just do it. I'm like, I don't want to do it because then people are going to want to see me and Jeff do something. And, 
And so yeah. they wanted me to do more, but I didn't want to do it. So, but, so it's a yes or no answer. Yeah. Um, it was supposed to be more uh, just to do other stuff with Jeff and I. Uh, I. I didn't want to do more. So we did that part, and, and I think it was cool. And I'm impressed that you actually, some people, that some people remember that. Thank you, Corey. Oh, yeah. It definitely stuck out of my mind. I thought it was a potential for a return. So. Yeah, I know. Well, I don't, that's not happening, big guy. But uh, I appreciate you calling, Corey. Thank you very much. Um, so there you go. Uh, you know, good, good question. I don't know if a lot of people, you didn't watch. Uh, Captain, you really weren't a big fan of the TNA that much, right, back in the day? I caught little bits here and there. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's great. So um, so the thing is, uh, speaking of TNA, unfortunately, there's still a lot of stuff going on with this lawsuit with B- Billy Corgan. And, um, you know, unsealed court documents revealed by Billy uh, is alleging that TNA is insolvent. Now, insolvent, Captain, please explain to the audience that are not as intelligent as you and I what that means. This is what Billy is alleging about TNA, and insolvent basically means that a company owes more money than they are worth, that their debt is greater than their assets. Yeah, that's not good. So um, there's a lot going on here. I mean, Corgan wants TNA to admit they have... They have to. Uh, def- they have default on a loan from Corrigan that he was that was supposed to be repaid to him in June. Um, you know, this would give Corrigan more control over TNA. He also wants all documents sent and received from WWE or any of its representatives from January first, twenty sixteen, to present. So, Corrigan is in a full court press all over Dixie and company and Dean Broadhead, the CFO. I mean, and and Dixie's husband. I believe he's suing all three of them. And this hearing, I think, is supposed to take place on Wednesday. Man, it's it's just man. If you're a talent and you're wrestling there, man, don't uh, don't buy rent. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you don't want to stick around there. I mean, you you got to be jumping off of that ship quick right now. I mean, who knows? Maybe Billy takes this thing, takes over, and it becomes great. I hope it does. I really, I'm, I hope it does. Uh, Bank Direct Capital apparently has filed a lawsuit against TNA now also. Uh, Cook County, Illinois, the lawsuit is uh, for almost $210,000. Bank Direct has paid TNA $400,000 so TNA could pay insurance premiums. TNA has fallen uh, behind on the payments to Bank Direct. Man, like the old cliche goes, when it rains, it pours. It sucks. I feel for them, man. I really do. I mean, it's just, I, I'm going to be honest with you guys. You know, I just got, I got to be honest. I got to call spade a spade. You know, I, I, I know Dean Broadhead. You know, I talked about this last week who, who works. I've obviously worked with him during my time at TNA and, and different things with my contract and stuff like that. And, and always a good guy, nice guy. I don't, never went and had a beer, never had a beer with the guy or, you know, had a meal with the guy. But he always seemed cool to me. My agent, my lawyer dealt with him. Uh, you know, sometimes there was some. You know, some uh, walls you hit and they piss you off, but that's business. That happens in negotiations, and then you move on. That's happened with me in WWE. It's never happened here at CBS. Never. No. 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 Always rainbows and butterflies. So you are we so happy? Yes. I never had any contractual problem. All can aside, I haven't. I've only signed two contracts with them here. Potentially a third, but you never know. They probably want to get rid of me, right? You think? Well, since you quit. Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's a big part of the problem. That's definitely a big part of the problem. But I digress. So, so, so in my time working for TNA, dealing with Dean, dealing with Dixie, I could be honest with you, Dixie's husband, Serge, okay, uh, Serge Salinas, like he, great guy, 
uh, you know, he, he when I worked there at TNA, uh, all the time I was there, Serge wasn't part of, like, any negotiations at all. So I know he's getting sued also on a sense, but Serge was in, involved and in basically in charge of the, the merchandise and, and how, you know, the, the shop and all that stuff, the online stuff. And, you know, he was kind of the head honcho with designs and all that stuff. I mean, he was always cool to deal with, too. I never had a problem with him. But there's obviously a lot of issues here. And, and I, I got to tell you, just to call a spade a spade and be honest with you, even though I personally never really had a ton of problems except for that time towards the end where I wasn't getting paid and I wasn't going to go to work. Okay, that was a problem. But for the most part, I never really had a ton of problems in, in dealing with them. Uh, but I could see, I'm not shocked, I should say, about all of this stuff that Billy Corrigan's saying. That does, none of this surprises me. And anybody who's worked for TNA long enough is not because the management of, of everything, the overhaul, the overview, the aura of how things were ran and managed, you know, just never was the business end of it. Not the talent, not the production, none of that stuff. Not even the, not even the writing, none of that stuff. Everything was fine. The, the The main problem was that the thing you always heard was the marketing, the brand awareness. There was no brand awareness. We weren't spending money on brand awareness. We weren't spending money on getting the word out there. I I hate to say it like a douche, but I used to say when I went to tell guys behind the scenes, I felt like I went from WWE being on SmackDown, all the stuff to. I went from that to being in witness protection in TNA. I mean, and, you know, it was like a running joke. But, like, no one knows who you are, unfortunately. And they do have their fans. Don't get me wrong. They do. But that's how it was. I don't want to speak for them. I'm talking about when I was there. You know what I mean? So, and, and that's what we used to bitch about. I talked to Dixie. A bunch of us used to talk to Dixie. We got to spend, yes, I know you're right. Oh, we're doing this. We have a new marketing person. We're doing this. We're doing that. We're doing this. And it would just, it would fall short, you know? But you know what? That, that. That's a problem and all, yes, but it's not as bad as when people weren't getting paid and all that stuff. But the the, the it was always a thing where it was, it's not that we don't have the money. Because at that time, they had the money. It was just a cash flow problem. So, you know, which means that just the people that were in charge of moving the money around, and it wasn't Dixie, and it wasn't, it, it was partially Dean, but when the people that are moving the money around and his team weren't doing a good job because it was a disconnect from folks in Nashville to folks in Dallas. When it was paying the energy. That's how it was when I was there. But obviously things had changed. I'm just giving you my little two cents on dealing with some of those folks. I, I wish nothing but the best for them. I, I mean that. But, you know, I, I'm not shocked to hear a lot of this. And so I got a feeling it's going to end with, with Billy Corrigan winning this whole thing. And Billy rebranding, renaming the whole company, doing all that stuff we talked about in the past. Billy's basically said publicly, I believe, that he wants to kind of rebrand it that would be the first thing uh he said that he would do yeah if he took over i'm gonna tell you this right now with billy corrigan what i do like here is his passion to stand up and fight for what he wants and believes in and his passion for wrestling ne- namely tna that i think a lot of wrestling fans i don't care if you're a tna fan or not you need to look at mr smash and pumpkin pumpkin and tip your cap because I respect it. I always knew Billy loved the business. He owned a small promotion back in the day. I met Billy once or twice. Always a great guy, respectful, nice person. Uh, very talented, creative, smart man, obviously. But I knew he loved the business, but not this much. I am very impressed what how pugnacious he is being about this. Uh, and his passion to capture, you know, and take what he feels is his now, TNA, 
or just take it and rebrand it and make it his own. I, 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 I love his passion. I really do. And I don't think anybody's talking about that. And that's a big deal. Shows how much he loves it and cares about it and believes in what he wants to do with it. So I don't know if it's a he against them or what or what, but I got a feeling at the end of the day, it's going to be Billy's deal. He's going to own and operate this whole thing. And, and I got to tell you what, someone with that amount of passion and that amount of talent and that amount of money and that amount of work ethic, I like his chances. You feel me? I like his chances. Yes. I'm telling you that right now. All right. So, you know, if I say it, it's true. Everybody knows that. Uh, Yasir in Queens, you're on Taz Show. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, Taz? How's it going, Captain? <sighs> going all right. How are you? You know, the captain quit, right? You heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so nah, make sure you know he, that. Yeah. I, last week I said he was uh, James Ellsworth to your AJ Styles, but now he got <laughs> two wins on you, and he got his own T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about the T-shirt. Am I allowed to wear your T-shirt still? Of course. I'm not. Why burning that son of a bitch? What's I'm up, Yasir? How can I help you? <laughs> Aren't you his IP? Uh, yeah, he actually is my IP. So anything yeah. that's my intellectual the property. Ca- yeah, the captain name is your IP. That's a good point. Everything's my IP. Actually, yes, yeah, you call the show. You're my IP. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's the way it goes. Uh, how can I help you, sir? Please get to a point or I'll ban you from the show. What's going on? Oh, no. Oh, nah. I was just going to say, yo, do you think NXT is good for long-term development of the superstars? Oh, uh, yeah. More, I, I do. No, it's no. more of an intimate setting, so it doesn't really help them. I feel like when they have to go to the main roster. Mm. They're only getting over with the hardcore fans and mm. NXT, but when you go to the national states, it's more casual. Yeah. So I don't think they're really getting over. I disagree. Here, here's the thing, and I, and I like your point, and I see why you're saying that, and I'll discuss it with you briefly here. So here's the thing. As an overview, you're not wrong, okay, because they are playing in an intimate setting, a smaller building in front of fans that really love NXT, hardcore fans. And it's it's a one-hour show. It's quicker. It's a little bit easier to get over. It gets your sea legs under you as a performer, which is all vital, all very important. But you're not prepared for a sea of humanity in some giant building with millions of people watching at home. Here's the thing. You can't hold these people's hands, these NXT wrestlers, all the way through what it takes to be a WWE superstar. That can't happen. Some of it, they got to they gotta fly on their own. So... I do think that NXT is doing a good job setting the table for people to perform a certain way, to work the gimmick a certain way, wrestle a certain way, talk a certain way, and build that confidence behind them. And that's the idea. Okay. What would, what would you say to someone like Tyler Breeze who failed like miserably to get over on the main roster? Well, I would say like, I would say look at someone like Enzo and Cass. What would you say to him? Them? They're doing pretty I good. I, I don't think – I actually think – it was their fad now, to be honest with you. I don't think they're okay. as over as when they came over. How's Becky Lynch doing, bro? She, she's great, but she's a good wrestler. Those guys, I don't know if they're like, she's a great in-ring in, in worker. Right. She's a diva, so it's different. She has oh, so how about, oh, but you can't, I don't think that's fair to say because she's female. No, they're, they're getting no, no, ample. I'm not taking anything well, away Well, how about, from well, her, Bailey, Bailey to the different end. Now they're starting to dip down her, it looks I, like. I you know? actually don't think Bailey's working out either, to it's, be it's, That's what I'm saying to you. I'm, I'm to your point, I'm saying that. But you have to look at these other wrestlers. There's a lot of success stories out of NXT. I mean, it, it really, I, 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 I think you, you, you're, you're blanket statementing with NXT, how they're building talent, yes, here. And I, I think they're actually doing more good. Look, you can't hold these people's hands. You, you can't say, okay, 
We got you over huge in NXT. Now we want you to get over in front of Vince McMahon and all these other people. But, it, but what do you think leads to their failure? Sorry to cut you off, but what do you think leads to their failure if they're doing the same Vince, thing on NXT? It's Vince McMahon. From the, it's Vince McMahon. Okay. It's Vince McMahon. It it's Vince McMahon. Okay. It's what Vince sees. And he might not see what Triple H sees. And it's that simple. The, Seriously. The villains. Yes. Well, yeah, but, dude, but, yes, you're correct in all those. And I'm a fan of all those guys. But you could go, through a, you could go through a list of people who have been. Look, Finn Balor. Okay. A, a list of people who are uh, Kevin Owens. Uh, you know, you can look. Uh, so you you got You got to play fair. You know what I mean? Yeah. See, mm-hmm. you, can't, you can't just look at the. And I bash WWE a lot. You know that. You know, but, but that isn't. Those guys aren't homegrown talent. I don't put them in the same stratosphere. Uh, they got over in other promotions. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can see what you're saying. It's true. Partially splitting hair, Jones. I can see what you're saying. No. But I'm not looking at a roster. But I mean, like, there's got to be. Uh, no, well, I mean, if you say Kevin Owens will get over, it's like AJ, like saying AJ Styles will get over. Like, those guys are just over in Ring of Honor. Well, know, how TNA. about Neville? Neville got over elsewhere and went to NXT, got over huge, and then they didn't do much with him in WWE. So They, so, they ruined him from a booking perspective. I know. he's always over. I, I, he, he's always over. I'm a fan. No, I know he's always over. I agree with you, but yeah. I, I lived it. I lived his deal. I, I know about it. You're telling you're preaching to the choir. But I, I'm, oh, just, yeah, yeah. I'm just telling you, dude, that – I don't think it's fair. Cap, you said you were going to say something? I'm looking up at... Uh, oh, okay. I thought you were going to say something. Sorry. Yeah, see, I don't think it's fair to say that every homegrown talent that WWE is building is flopping. You know what I mean? What about uh, Baron yeah. Corbin? Well, Baron Corbin's a perfect example. Baron Corbin is a guy who... who okay. When you look at Baron Corbin, he's a guy... Thank you, Captain, to, to the point I'm trying to make, Yasir, where this is a guy that, that you know... He had to get his stuff going a little bit for a few weeks. Now they're starting to push him. And he's homegrown from, from there, from NXT. You know what slowly, I mean? So, slowly but surely. Well, dude, look, you, you could be pessimistic and look at it like that. But but I don't look at it like, I don't believe in blanket statements. I don't think it's fair to do that to WWE or their booking. And I'm hard on WWE, okay? Now, Yasir, you've called this show before, so I think you listen to this show or watch the show, my show. No, on a- I-, I watch it pretty regularly. Okay, so you know my spiel. You know my deal. You know my feelings. But I will be honest. I'm not just going to bash WWE for the sake of bashing. That's why I can't agree with you completely. You make a lot of valid points, but I don't completely agree that all of the talents – have been, you know, completely cut down, shut not, down. Not, not, not everybody, but uh, well, like there, there's that's kind of what majority. you said. But that's kind of what you said. I just thought of another huge name. I can't, Bray Wyatt. Oh, Bray Wyatt. There you go. I Bray, mean, Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt actually hasn't really done much. Done much. Okay, dude. Please, just here. Are you kidding me? The guy. Listen no, to me. I love the guy. No, listen, just here. Listen to me, my man. Listen. First of all, homeboy's making about seven figures a year, which is probably over a million dollars a year. That's number one. Okay. Wow. No, no, I yes. Well, I promise. I promise. Okay, because of the, the push. The push is not how many times you win and lose. It's how much TV time, merch, big match experience. When you work big shows, no matter if you win or lose, you're making crazy loot, dude. Bray yeah, Wyatt, Bray Wyatt's over, dude. Trust me. <laughs> I promise you. I promise you. Thank you for calling. Good caller. But I don't completely agree with Yasir on some of the stuff. But I see his point. I got to go to break. What am I doing? Facebook Live, facebook.com slash the Taz Show. Keep laughing. Giddy Jones over there, the captain, just laughing because Taz is, I'm hitting a nine. Nine! nine. I'm hitting a nine! I hate everyone. We'll be right back. 
Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right. Well, one hour down, another hour to go. Ah, Taz Show, we're on uh, Facebook Live right now, facebook.com slash the Taz Show. If you want to watch the show there, you can. That's your call. It's kind of awkward. I was not awkward, but it's weird. I don't know the protocol. You know, I, I went to the men's room, come out. I don't wash my hands. You know, I just, that's my gimmick, you know. So uh, I usually walk out and I take my hand, I fling it. Like you fling your hand to get any liquid off and just fling it in the hallway. Like as I'm walking down the corridor here in the office, corporate offices of CBS Radio. And uh, this guy's walking by, you know, a well-dressed man, some executive. I don't even know who he is. It's just another new boss that's going to fire me. And uh, he looks at me. He's walking at me. I'm walking at him. I'm taking up a good portion of the hallway. And he goes, the, it's Monday, you know, so he goes, good morning, sir. He gives me one of those. Morning, sir. He hits me with that. And I got this look. I'm looking at him like, brother. I'm gonna kick your ass! You know, like just got this look like your regular look. Yeah. And he just like his whole face just dropped. And I look at him, I go, what's up? And I keep walking. I don't you know this cap, I don't know the office protocol. Like I'm not good in this environment. You know that. I, I belong in a barn. Do you, do you think I am? No, that's true. <laughs> But you've worked in more like regular jobs. Like, I'm used to wrestling locker rooms. Locker room talk, as they call it. Little politic talks right there. (laughs) Uh, A a little inside the beltway talk. Inside the beltway talk. (laughs) That's funny. I'm not used to the protocol in the office. I'm really not. I'm used to locker rooms. I'm used to, you know, a real studio. A production. And, you know, it's a different feel, as you know. Yeah. It's like Robbie the Viking, you know, when he's here. You know, he, he, he's, he's used to being at CBS Sports Radio, WFAN. And it's a different attitude. That he's running around, he's cursing, you know, I'm like, rah, 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 rah. you can't do that. Number one, that's my gimmick. Okay, number two. I'll sue you. I'll sue you. <laughs> number three, the office. These people are corporate around here. You can't act. This is not the, the big fancy studio that you're used to working at. See, I'm used to the locker room, the studio, and then they put me in the corporate environment. Why? Square peg, round hole. Round hole, square peg. Can't do that. You know what I mean? Don't fit. Don't fit. Three pounds of bologna, one pound bag. That don't work. That don't work. So I was going to give you guys a raw preview. Also, I want to say hello to some people on Facebook Live. I um, I, uh, I just uh, pulled up the Facebook Live. I know we're on there streaming, screaming, doing it on there on this Monday edition of the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's the show right there. I see a lot of the job is already jumping on. Oh, yeah, Audio City. That happens every show. Um, (laughs) Yeah, Mark Searle says Baloney Jones. Got it. Okay, Square Peg Jones. Yeah, Gabe Figueroa. Yeah, they're all here. I'm getting all the blue thumbs up already, Captain. Look, on a Monday, I need it. I need it. Reassure me that I'm great. Dude, how much are you going to miss the show? A lot. I, I asked you the question, and you had that look in your eyes like... Do you like the delay? Oh, the delay <laughs> was so comfortable. It was like, yeah. It's, it's just that chemistry between us. Oh, that chemistry everybody loves. Day, night, cold, hot. They love... 
They love the chemistry. Oh, yeah. Javier Zaklas says, Buenos dias, amigo Taz. How do you say that? Buenos dias. Buenos dias. What does that mean? Good morning? Yeah. Right, How do you say day. good moment in Spanish? Good moment. Got to ask Mike Johnson tomorrow. He won't know. Bueno momento? <laughs> <laughs> Danny Martin's with the uh, Cricket Jones. Yes, he's paying attention. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, yeah, we're here on the Facebook Live, all you slunkers. Yeah. What did I miss in the first segment? The first two segments, Taz? Uh, actually, nothing. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I talked some NFL, gave you my thoughts and opinions on how the NFL is really floundering. Because they went over to the UK, my second home of London. and uh, Bad set design. Bad, there was no set design. It was a field. And they didn't do what uh, like WWE does. WWE does a great job. Well, I'm really pro-WWE this show putting over how great they market and promote when they're in the UK to WWE, had a call or talk about he kind of bashed that everybody leaves NXT, does, you know, they don't push in WWE, and I disagreed with that. And I'm like, WWE Jones over here. Hall of Fame is coming at you. I'm back, baby. I'm hey, back. you know Taz, by the way. I'm back in. Yes. Yes. I am back for the HFF. Tonight's Raw. <laughs> Tomorrow I'm going to break it down for you. Something's going to go wrong. Something's going to go wrong. Something could really go wrong. <sighs> Douglas Davis Jr. said Taz is the real sports center. <laughs> he must have heard my NFL talk. Oh, yeah, I break it down for you, baby. Because all these other guys, they just do it like, you know. It, it's it's cellophane Jones. It, it, it's just not cellophane. What the hell is that? It's like, uh, you know, easy peasy. You know what I mean? Like they just they all say the same thing. They don't give you real feelings on it. That's what they told me when I started doing the Taz show. My boss is here to say, they got to cover real sports. Yeah, but I'm a, I'm a wrestling guy. Shut up. You know, I don't care if you're a wrestling guy. You cover sports and we'll fire you. That's how it goes with me, as you know. It's a hell of a contract meeting. Bro, it's bad. <laughs> You better cover sports, but I'm not an expert. We don't care. We want it covered. Do it like a fan. And I was like, oh, interesting. I could do that. I remember I emailed one of the bosses last week. I said, yeah, I've been covering the NFL a lot. I've been covering the baseball and all that stuff. I hope you guys are happy with it. You know, it seems like my audience is cool with it. They love it. A lot of them are baseball, football fans. And obviously, they're all wrestling fans. But a lot, even the ones that aren't fans, I gave this long email. And they replies what your show is still on with a question. How's that? Okay? Yeah. Then even on here, bro. At least you got a reply. <laughs> oh man. Tyler Sheffer says, Taz slash Sabu, hell in a hell in a cell. I wanna see it. Well, maybe you wanna see that in nineteen ninety eight, but I don't know about now. <laughs> We'll be throwing our walkers at each other. Hey, you son of a bitch. Oh, Sabu pointing up. No, no, I'm kidding. He's still wrestling. I can't. I couldn't go no hell in the cell. Kidding me? It'd take me 40 minutes to climb to the top of the cell. I don't even know if I can get up there. And I would just throw myself off. Just fall on the floor. Jeez. I'll just, rah, just... Just throw myself off of it. Right on top of Michael Cole. It'd be awesome. <laughs> just fling my body on it from the top of the gimmick. 
like just like a what do you call those things like a ramrod no what do you call those things that break the build the wrecking ball the wrecking ball yeah just throw me right off the right on, just right on coal no vintage crushed no 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 some people get that. Oh, remember we discussed that a while back. No, 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 no. Vintage! Oh, God. I got to stop. That might have just kept me out of the announcing Hall of Fame. There it goes. Yeah, that definitely just kept me. Yeah, David Branfield says, jump off onto Byron Saxton. Do the world a favor. Either him or the Yotunga. I can only do the bump once, guys, so you got to pick. I, I get, uh, that bump, I'm telling you. This calls for a poll. I, <laughs> I need a full segment to get to the top of the cage. A full segment. <laughs> I got numbness in the arm, the leg. I can't climb. I gained 10 pounds since I was wrestling, maybe eight. And I, I can't climb to the top. It's going to take me forever. But, but I need a segment. I need a full, probably 30-minute wrestling segment. And then I'm just going to be gassed. Just, uh, throw up in there. While I'm falling and just vomit in the air. Excuse me. Slamming bods and beyond. And that's what will happen. I will spew vomit in the air while I'm falling because I'm gassed. I'm so tired. And then fall on coal. Oh no, vintage! No, 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 no. That's the best. Oh, Lordy B. All right. So I, I, I got to do this raw preview here, dude, because, you know, people I, last week, I think I said that I was going to do a raw preview and I didn't do it. It's kind of like uh, it's kind of like false advertising Jones. We didn't, you didn't get through. I thought you did. No. Last Monday. No. I'm noticing how your your vernacular, your vocabulary, since you gave notice and you quit. And there's a constant giddiness and laughing, a childish humor in everything. You're always smiling and you got this eating grin on your face. Yeah. That, 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 why? Because you just, because you got better things to do with your life, huh? And I'll be sitting here with a new producer. And who we don't know who it's going to be. It could be Big Rob the Viking. We're not sure. It could be. Bob Harris put raw with a bunch of Z's, Jones. That's stiff. Is that a preview? Mr. Harris will not be in the fandom Hall of Fame, that I can tell you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah. So, all right, so about the uh, raw preview, let's take a look at what these jobbers got lined up for us here today. And I'll discuss this with you guys, give some thoughts and opinions on it. So they're going to be in Minneapolis. Now, we talked about this recently here. Brock Lesnar will be there. So Brock's going to be in person. They're going to do a good number here. They're going to do a good number. And the Broncos, who, who's the Monday night game? Broncos and who? Broncos and Texans. Okay, so that's an AFC matchup. You know, you got you got the other Brock. Oh, this is interesting. The Brock Waslalda, the quarterback. Osweiler? For, yeah, him. The quarterback for the, for the uh, freaking Broncos. He's going live, live on Monday night. That's Brock Lesnar's going live, live. You're only going to hear that on LG or the Taz Show, by the way. So you got, uh, you got Minneapolis. You got Raw. Brock returns. That's his hometown. Eh. I don't know. I don't think it's his hometown. He went to college at the University of Minnesota. Doesn't mean he grew up there. I think it's from Idaho. I know I talked with Brock driving over the years. I talked about some of those stories with me, Lesnar, Kurt Angle, and then 
Randy Orton jumped in the car when Randy was new. Well, he was kind of forced to be in the car. He wasn't jumped. They told him, <laughs> you get him with these two guys. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. A lot of stories. It was good, it was good stuff. But anyway, I, I digress. So Brock returns to Raw, and he'll be there to respond to the Goldberg gimmick. So I think, you know, what they, what they should do is off the top of my head, I think it would be awesome if Goldberg is there. And I would go massive, big-time pull-apart city. Heyman is involved, obviously, because of Lesnar. Heyman, my man Paul, homeboy, I haven't talked to you in a while. Yo, you're the mastermind behind all those great pull-aparts Sabu and I did. That some people know about, some don't. That whole year, Sabu and I didn't touch. Paul kept the heat amongst us. By great pull-aparts and promos and stuff like that and packaging, but the pull-aparts were key. And what makes a good pull-apart are the guys doing the pull-apart. And we just saw a recent pull-apart on NXT with Nakamura and Samoa Joe, where they had security, but they were wrestlers. And Corey Graves kept calling them security. You don't, that's hokey. That's another example of WWE not doing real well. R-E-A-L. So I don't think that you need to go... Anywhere else except straight out your face, let Heyman book this thing if he didn't already, and do a pull apart. Have Lesnar come out of the friggin' crowd, the place will go nuts. Old NWA style or whatever the hell you want to call it. Or come down the ramp. Or you see him backstage walking. Actually, that's a better idea. Fancy booking Jones on the fly. So what you do is this. You know, Lesnar, they show him backstage walking like his entrance over the years with the cops and he's jacked up, comes out of his locker room. Well, what they did last week on Raw, you see people, staffers around while backstage, while Bra- I'm sorry, while uh, Goldberg's walking to the ring to do his promo. Well, you have Brock in the ring, he does his promo. He buries, he buries, Bra- he buries Goldberg. And he says, I'm going to whoop your ass, I'm going to do this. You got lucky last time, you, you beat me, okay, great. I'm beating your ass. You know what, Bill Goldberg, I know you're in the building. I know you're here, and you're hiding in your little fancy locker room because they gave you your own lock. I know you're here. Why don't you get your ass out of here? Get your ass out of here. Place will go nuts. Come on out, Bill. Come on out. And they just show, and just put a camera. You guys like showing them backstage walking, and they show a camera backstage. You don't see it. You see people working, and you see a camera walking like cop style. And he walks up, and as he walks towards the door that says Goldberg, the door busts open. Here comes Bill Goldberg. And you show him walking towards the um, the ring. Now, you can even go the break on that to hook people to get a pop a huge rating on the other side of the break, but it's too long. You have to come up with those two guys fighting in the ring or to pull apart. You could do that as an awesome hook in a crossover segment at 9 p.m. or 10 p.m. Free consulting Jones right before the WWE production meeting, so this could help the writers there. What the hell? Come on. So, so what you do now is you have... Goldberg, you show him walking, and now Paul's going crazy in the ring. No, Brock, not now. No, 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 no. And Lesnar, not on a mic. You have Paul kind of hold the mic to his side, but it picks up the audio. And Brock's like, come on, you son of a bitch. And he's in the ring like, come on. And you see Goldberg walking on a Tron, and that, that sense of urgency. Cap, can you feel what I'm saying? That would be really interesting. That would be wild. I just I, I'm, I don't think they're gonna do that. No, they that might not. Awesome but that would did. be awesome. Yeah. And you keep it's fantasy booking, yeah. but it's doable. Definitely. And you show him walking for like a little while backstage, legit walk. 
and you build that as he's walking. What's going to take him? 45 seconds, a minute, whatever it is. That builds. People are like, yo, yo, put on Raw, bro. Goldberg and Lesnar. Go. They're going to go. They're going to go. And people are texting, tweeting, social media Jones, the whole nine yards. It builds energy in that effing show. They need effing energy. Boom. Here he comes. No pyro, no music, no nothing. Shoot style. Have Vince trying to stop Lesnar and Gorilla or Hunter. No, 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 bro, 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 with a headset on. No, 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 no. Do the Michael Cole. Uh-uh. He goes right through the curtain, does Goldberg. And freaking, um, what's his name? Uh, Brock is going nuts. Come on, come on. If you go back and watch what I did, what, like, uh, Paul Vollens, when Paul Vollens was on the other side of the, uh, in the audience of the guard run, I was telling him to come in the ring and, se- and security, real security, was holding him back. That's the type of style, like that type of screaming and yelling to get in the ring where Goldberg wants, you know, Goldberg in the ring. I'm saying Lesnar wants Goldberg in the ring. Goldberg beelines for that ring, and now trail behind him is a bunch of wrestlers mixed in with security, Minnesota police, whatever you want to do, talent, wrestler, re- you know, the real WWE superstars, the whole deal. Are you telling me that that's... Sh- that that won't be hype, that that won't be legit, that people won't go crazy for that? Are you kidding me? The sense of urgency, if you let Brock shoot on the mic with this, as Goldberg is, is coming, walking backstage, oh, man. I got people here on the Facebook Live, seems like they all love it. Ray Carter, Taz is raw. That's funny. You know what I'm saying? Like, this would be legit. Will they do it? Probably not. They'll just have Brock cut a promo. And, you know, call out Goldberg, and Goldberg won't be there. When's the show? Next week, right? The, the Hell in Cell is uh, Sunday. This is Go Home City, then? Yeah. You got to do this. I don't know if uh, Goldberg and Lesnar are doing Hell in a Cell, though. I don't know. Is he, that's a, I think on. they might build it up for a Survivor Series. Oh, it's not a Hell in a Cell match? No. I don't even know. What they that haven't is. announced when yet. Listen, I know that. Take that part out of the audio on demand. <laughs> Should have known that. What a jabroni. No, because I'm, I'm in my fantasy booking mode here. I'm in my booking. I mean, I'm booking Jones. I, I'm, you know, I'm booking right now. I'm booking. Don't screw me up, okay? You've been freaking trying to sabotage this show since you said you're leaving. Tired of this with you. Eden Oscar says on the Facebook Live, think they will do Brock interview instead. <laughs> He's probably right. He's probably right. I mean, just anything, I'm telling you right now, if you just have Brock cut a promo or sit down and interview Jones with Michael Cole, all of that will pale in comparison, I humbly say, to what I just pitched to you guys to do. What I just pitched to you guys to do feels like a real fight. It builds energy. It builds angst. You could use it as a hook to commercial. Where you come back from commercial and it's effing mayhem. Okay, so we go second round Jones. So what you do is you go, you show the, Lester says, come on out here. I know you're here, Goldberg. I ain't waiting for the freaking pay-per-view. Let's go, you son of a bitch. I owe you one. You want to talk all that smack? I don't give a rat's ass about no damn video game. Come on out. I know you're here. Camera's running backstage. Same deal I said. Now you see Goldberg bust out of this locker room. He starts to walk. 
As he's walking, people are getting out of his way. They're not clapping for him. They're panicking. As he's walking, you know, now you see a couple different riders or maybe Stephanie say, no, no, listen, Bill, you can't do this. He just blows her off. He keeps walking. He's going through. Maybe a couple of agents, Arn Anderson, whoever says, listen, dude, stop. No, he blows him off. Just keeps walking. Meanwhile, Lesnar's in the ring. Come on out. Let's go. Let's go. The people in the building in Minneapolis are going to go berserk. Michael Cole, oh my God, we got to go to break. Are we going to have Goldberg and freaking Lesnar right now? Sit tight, whatever he would say. Come back from break now. The ring is filled with people. There's mayhem, there's security, there's wrestlers, and there's Goldberg on one end with all these people stopping him. And then there's, you know, Brock on the other end with all these people stopping him. It's a hook to the break. People are going to jump off Monday Night Football, whatever the hell they're doing, and they're going to watch this because they got three minutes to get there, whatever the time the break is. And what happens is you do B-roll then. This is what happened during the break. You know, even Vince McMahon tried to stop him or Triple H in the gorilla position, you know, the holding area, whatever they want to call it. And he blew, he just blows by everyone, Bill Goldberg. You show that footage. You show it the security. You show all that. Dude, it's just lay up Jones. This is easy. Paul Heyman knows how to do this. We've done this. <laughs> this is easy. Let Paul book it if he didn't already. I'm sure his hands are on this if they go this route. Jason Hastings says, too much thinking already, Taz. LOL, simple mind Jones. Yes, what he's saying is the booking. But if they let Paul do it, B-roll Jones, Nathan Carnell, that's funny. If, if they say, uh, if, they, if they let Paul book this thing, first of all, Goldberg's got to be there. So he could be there in a kayfabe city where they're not telling you that he's there. You know what I mean? I think you got to have him there. Isn't the match, what are they doing? They're doing they're not, we're not sure if it's a hell in a cell. No, I doubt it's going to be a hell in a cell. They didn't promote that. Where's the card? But, um, the card is on the website. Oh, <laughs> thank you. So far, it's just five title matches. Are oh, damn it, Captain! I, I wouldn't be surprised if Lesnar, Goldberg, to place at Survivor Series. I don't care. They got to just do what I said tonight. That's a badass angle. See, I get in, I start pitching stuff, and I, and I really get into my own stuff. And, of course, I feel my ideas are the best. Why wouldn't I? Oh, son of a bitch. Hey, Joseph in Connecticut, you're on the Taz Show. Hey, what's up, Taz? How you doing? All right, good, pal. Um, I, so I had a question about ring gear. Um, I wanted to know, do wrestlers uh, pick their gear like due to fashion or comfort? And do you think like ring gear has a bearing on the reception of someone's character or, um, you know, like, like if someone, like, let's say, let's take uh, Bo Dallas for example. Um, like, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of like the traditional uh, trunks, like, yeah, with what Rock and Austin would yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, the trunks and boots. And, yep, uh, yep, got it. Yeah, and uh, but my, but my favorite gear was uh, Shawn Michaels in the late '90s when he had the gloves uh, right. matching with the matching with the tights. Right. Well, gears are you gears a huge part of. Uh, everything. I think it's underratedly important. Joseph, thank you for calling from Connecticut. It's un- unimportant, and it's a good question on your part. It's it's un um, it's unhyped how important it is what you're wearing out there. First impressions last. How you look is important. Number one. Um, it's it's also people can build in to if they like you or not by the way you look. Just like Joseph said, you know what what HBK. Uh, you know I I and now what goes into it? It's usually just what you feel comfortable in. Your own creativity. Or what you're thinking. Maybe some guys before you wore. Put your own slant on it, I would suggest to the young wrestlers. You pitch it to the office, so you tell them, hey, look, this is what I'm thinking of doing. 
if you're in WWE. If you're in TNA, and I guess Ring of Honor is the same way, they let you wear whatever you want. Most of the times, they don't micromanage what you want. People think that when I wore, like, when I went to WWE, and I wore the long pants, I'm going to break in a second here, guys, but I wore the long pants and a button-down, cut-off, like, gas station guy shirt, all that stuff. Like, oh, WWE made you do that. No, they didn't. I kind of wanted to give myself a makeover because they didn't see Taz as the human suplex machine the same human suplex machine that was in ECW. Therefore, I'm not going to give you that same test. Not the fans, WWE. I'll give you a you know, makeover version. So I went with a whole different look. You want a different style in the ring? You want a different style promo? You want a different style Taz? Well, then you're going to get a different look Taz. It's the way it goes. And that's why I did that. And I was happy with that look. That was me, not WWE. I came up with that gimmick and they were cool with it. That was it. Vince was like, why are you going to wear long pants? You got great muscular big quads and calves. Uh, because I'm going to. That's why. Maybe because you freaking killed the gimmick. <laughs> Kaz is trending. Oh, trending. Trending, trending. Yes. Perfect time to go to break. <laughs> the show is trending. And I want to thank everyone that helped the show trend, especially me. Because I'm the star, and it's all about me. Okay? So, no, no. Okay, the side. Thanks for getting the guys show uh, the show trending, guys. I appreciate that. Everybody using hashtag the Taz Show. Much love for that. Thank you, as always. we got to go to break, though. I'm going to get fired. I'll just let break more Facebook Live. I'll keep talking about the Raw preview, get to a couple more calls, and I'm done. We'll be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, we're back here. Fourth quarter city. We're on Facebook Live right now. We're on their last segment, too. Show's trending. So if you're listening uh, to the audio-on-demand version or watching the VOD, the show trending live means nothing to you. You don't give a rat's ass. And you know what? That's fine. That's your prerogative, man or woman. That's fine. But I want to thank everybody who's getting the show to trend. Usually trend a couple times a week because I'm over like Rover. You know that. Fourth quarter Jones. As Danny Martin's just saying on the Facebook Live. Got a lot of hearts. Thumbs up. Going to keep talking about this Raw preview. So I can talk about this three-way gimmick. Over here on the uh, Raw we're scattering about uh, this, saying, will the friendship be tested in a triple threat main event? Yeah, triple threat main event on Raw tonight. Kevin Owens, Chris Jericho, Seth Rollins. Just another opportunity not to give Kevin Owens his own spotlight, which they haven't done for the Universal Champion, which I think is an epic fail. Epic, I say. Epic, damn it. Epic goal. So, what happens tonight? Ah. Well, we're going to have a three-way match, and I think that we're going to get a turn. I think that you've seen a little bit of the ingredients of Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens. Just started to be a little bit of a little, not tension, but where if there was a turn, it wouldn't shock you. Do you agree with that from a fan perspective, Captain? No, I wouldn't be shocked at all. You wouldn't be shocked. Jericho is not going to get an opportunity at the gold. Kevin Owens defends his championship on Sunday against Seth Rollins, correct? Yes. Jericho lost that opportunity. So he's been best friend, best friend Jones. You made the list. All that stuff is over. He's over with the you made the listing, Chris. 
he's quasi babyface. I could see him turning here against Owens, costing Owens the match tonight in this triple threat. You know me, I don't ride the fence. No fence needed, mother effer. That's not my style. I give a prediction, and I stand by it. Am I wrong sometimes? Yes. Am I correct sometimes? Yes. I am. And when I'm wrong, I will make an excuse. Or maybe, you know, blame someone else. I'm human. <laughs> I am human. What do you mean I didn't say that? What the hell are you talking about? What do you mean no? So I do think that Chris Jericho turns on Kevin Owens tonight. Kevin Owens loses to Seth Rollins. Now what you're doing is you're giving Seth Rollins the keyword from a character and an announcing standpoint you need. What is that keyword? Momentum. Momentum. So we have a turn happen. Now you could always run down the road after Seth Rollins loses on Sunday to Kevin Owens because Kevin Owens is going to still be the Universal Champ. Again, putting my stuff out there. So here's your fantasy book and Jones. Real simple. Taz Stradamus, as they call me at times, only when I'm right. And when I'm wrong, they call me a jobber. Slamming bods and beyond. That's kind of what happens here. You have Chris Jericho turn tonight and cost the match. So Seth Rollins wins, and he beats Kevin Owens. Now Kevin Owens, uh, you, the, from an announcing perspective, storytelling perspective, he's coming in, distracted by Jericho. He's got a loss. It's in his head. Oh, my God, Seth Rollins will be a new champ tonight. Seth Rollins has the momentum. He could talk all that smack. Ba, 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 ba. But somehow, way, Kevin Owens slips over and is victorious on Sunday. Now you go to a storyline next week following with Chris Jericho gunning for the Universal title. You go Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens. You were my best friend. What happened? You turned on me. That type of thing. You never were my friend. You son of a bitch. We're both from Canada. What the hell's wrong with you? That kind of thing. I think that'd be cool. That'd be an interesting Survivor Series matchup. I want to see everyone give it a thumbs up in hearts on Facebook Live, or I will never broadcast on Facebook Live again. You have to agree with me. That's how the oh, show goes. I saw one heart. <laughs> one. One. Oh, it's uh, delayed, jobber. Yeah. There they come. Here comes the hearts and thumbs faces. up. faces. Yeah, yeah. Wow, how do they do the middle finger thing? I know that's impossible. Yeah, yeah, here comes the hearts and thumbs up. Yeah, they know. They believe in me, the audience on Facebook Live, the audience listening on the audio on demand. Everyone believes in me. That's why we trend. Not we. I. It's no we. There's no we. So that's what I would do. Thank you. I was teasing guys about not doing the Facebook Live thing again. Buy a hat. I was just teasing. Scratch ass Jones. So, uh, but scratch her. So, so that's where we got the. That's where we got going on tonight with Jericho. I do think he's going to turn on him. That dude. That's really. I'm really putting myself there. Out. You know. I mean. I'm really. When you say, dude, that's like, that's a bold prediction. When you say. I don't know if I call it bold. I think they've made it pretty obvious. <laughs> oh, my God. Just bury me, huh? You just, you're going to leave this thing in a huff. You are just going to leave it in a huff. I'm going to come at you like a spider monkey. You don't care. 
You'll be no embracing the Taz show or the Taz. You want to be honest, right? No, I actually don't. <laughs> I don't want to be honest. I want you to just. <laughs> I want you to just agree with me. That's all. You used to be a great sycophant. <laughs> What's the word again? Sycophant. You got yeah, it right. I know. Now you have your own opinion. I created a monster. <laughs> Welcome to the Captain Show. Yes, we'll be breaking down wrestling. I'm going to break down Raw for you. Buy a hat. I'm going to break it down. I'm going to break down Raw for you. People want to know where you're going. What are you doing, dude? You should share with the audience. People do want to know. No one even here knows. I'll I'll tweet my home address out later. (laughs) 1313 Mockingbird Lane. Ooh. Really, you just don't want to say, right? You're just not comfortable? It's nothing public. That's why. What are you, running for president? I mean, who are you? <laughs> it's not the public. Like, all of a sudden, you're a big famous guy now? Dude, I'm struggling out here to get over. You're a producer. It's not like I'm going to another show or anything like that. Oh, That's pub- why. oh. It, it's <laughs> non-public Jones. Yeah. And I mentioned earlier, for those that are, didn't listen to the first segment, I said this. I'm going to get back into my raw breakdown. I got a couple people calling the show. Not raw breakdown. I'm sorry. Raw preview gimmick. I mentioned this earlier. I'm a little concerned, Captain, because, like I said, there is a uh, 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 there is an element uh, on the show, a product, a toy, on my set, and I'm not comfortable with this. It's a duck. It's a schmuck duck. They make you nervous. Yeah, and I don't. Well, I looked at the camera at, in first segment, and I'm like, what the f? Things that are on the set in the gimmick clubhouse here need to be cleared through my legal team. You know this, and my creative team. You got to remember to leave the forms out. I know that, but. This thing is here, and it shouldn't be. Hold on. Give me a second here, folks. Hold on a minute. Ah! Ah! <laughs> All right, hold on. So this is what I'm talking about here. Look at this. Can you zoom in on this, Brian? This little duck. What, why, why is this on my set? I why just, is this effing duck on my set? I found it when I came in this morning. Who put the duck there? That's the mystery. Lean mean right now. He's thinking. He's got video. I can hear the music. Da, 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 the gimmick. <laughs> Who put this here? This is Seth. I could feel it in my hands. No more duck. No more. Schmuck duck. Don't jump in the gimmick clubhouse. You got to earn that. <sighs> Upset me. I'm good now. Feel better? I am better, sir. I'm done with the tablets. Hey, Travis in Sioux City, Iowa. We're on the Taz Show. How are you, pal? Taz? How are you, buddy? Oh, holy crap. For real? Yeah. What's up, man? You're on the show. What's going on, bud? Uh, uh, my fiance and I are the biggest fans of yours. You have no idea. Thank you. Did I bring you together as a couple with love? No, we were together before, but we we're both huge oh, fans. I just, right. I just wanted to share something with you. Yes, sir. Go for it. Um, on June 6th, my fiance was diagnosed with leukemia. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Okay. Thank you, sir. And, uh, she's, uh, went downhill since then a lot. She's been in the hospital since then 94 days. She can't communicate a whole lot, but I put, I put headphones in her ears or earbuds in her ears and hook it up on her tablet so she can hear you and she can see you. And that's like the, the one time a day at least that she smiles. I just want to thank you so much. I have no idea how much that means to the two of us. Oh, my God. Uh, Travis, that means so much to me. I 
I don't even know. Wow, I don't even know how to. Her, her name's Gina. If her name's Gina. If you could just say, if you could just say something to her, that would be amazing to her right now. Well, G- Gina, Gina, you stay strong, and I appreciate that. I could put a smile on your face. I know you're going through. I mean, I didn't expect this, so I know you're going through uh, brutal stuff. I can only assume. I don't. I shouldn't say I know. So, um, uh, my thoughts and prayers are for you to survive and, and kick ass here and stay strong and, and and do your best and stay positive the best you can. And, uh, Travis, I, I don't know what to say. I appreciate you guys obviously supporting the show, but sharing your story, you know what I mean? It's, uh, you know, I have a lot of fun out here, you know, Travis, and, and I just, we you know. We love your show. Thank we you, man. We absolutely love thank your you. show. Thank you. And, and that, that uh, you know, everything I do is means nothing. It's just I'm talking wrestling and, and having fun and a lot of fiction and just goofing around, captain everybody else on the show, but. Obviously, it people. means a hell of a lot to us, and, and ahoy, Captain. We're big fans of yours, too. We're sorry to see you go. Ahoy, and thank you. Yeah, man. It's, you know, like, uh, Travis, like, it's so, um, uh, this is like, I, I talk for a living, right? I, I've been talking for a living for a long time, Travis. A commentator, listen, I have the gift of gab. I can do yes, all this. Sir, but, I followed you your whole career, yes, sir. Uh, well, I appreciate it, but my, I'm not putting myself over. What I'm trying to say to you is, when it comes to stuff like this, real life, and when people having, when you are so kind to share you and Gina and share what's going on in your life, and that it's it, the, the, you know how difficult this is, that's real life stuff. That's when I I can't talk. Like I just it falls no, a monkey it falls a monkey wrench at me. <laughs> so you no, ruined the show. No, I'm teasing. You didn't ruin the show. I'm joking. I just I just wanted to say to you that uh, uh, thank you very much for putting that smile on her face every day, and uh, we, we it, it means more to us than any amount of money could ever give to us. And uh, I appreciate you taking my call too. Thank you so much. Uh, I didn't think I'd ever get through, but thank you. Well, no, no, thank you. Okay, Travis, and, and thank you, Gina, and. And really, uh, that you are so bold to to share this with with my audience and myself and my team here, and um, and and I, I just I, you know, I pray for you guys and and Gina, please just do your best to hang in there and stay strong and the best you can. And I you know I hope I hope those words can help you. I've you know th- th- this doesn't happen a lot. I mean, uh, uh, you know, uh, she's smiling right now. You did a whole lot already. Thank All right, you. That's, that's, that means a whole lot. You well, have that's, no idea. That's awesome, and um, and and just stay strong, guys. And uh, and I appreciate I appreciate you you contacting me, Travis. Seriously. All right, thank you, sir. You have a great day. Okay, God bless you, Gina, and God bless you, Travis. Take care, man. Bye bye. Bye bye. Wow. I'm looking um, here on Facebook, and a George Panessis uh, writes, Get well, Gina. <laughs> well, hopefully that makes Gina <laughs> smile. You know what I mean? You know, really. Because, you know, look, I, I'm serious when I say, you know, like, I, I, I have a blast out here. I'm lucky that CBS, I, I joke around about my bosses and all that. I'm, I'm joking, you know. I'm lucky. These people give me this opportunity, and, and I love them. I, I love where I work, and I love the opportunity to talk to you guys. And sometimes you guys, as fans, you know, you have a platform now. You have a chance to call me or talk to me on Facebook or whatever. Not just me, but any, you know, anybody who has a show, no matter if they're from the wrestling business or not. But it's rare in wrestling. And, and we're seeing on Facebook Live all these thumbs-ups, which is so nice because I would assume that's people supporting Gina um, and Travis in these problems um, that she's you know dealing with. But what I'm trying to say is that I'm so fortunate to do this, Cap, you know, like, and we have a lot of fun, and, and, and you know you know me, and this show's my life, you know, this show is my life. You know, I could get choked up about it because I put a lot into this, you know. But when people call up and have something like that going on, like, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, me talking about TNA or Raw, it doesn't matter about, you know, uh, just whatever, uh, about who's the producer going to be, who's going to 
replace a guy who does a great job, like the captain, you know, that don't matter, you know. It doesn't matter. People have real problems, you know. So I'm, you know, I, I'm a little choked up, so. <laughs> so, you know, because I'm, you know, I'm an emotional guy. Like, I come out and, like, you know, I, I really just, like, that's how I do the show. You know, like, I, you know, it's, it's all passion, every show, you know. So people that don't know me don't really know that. People who work closely with me, like you, Tom, you know me. You know, so, but when someone like Travis calls and says this, it just, I'm trying to find a way now to get my sea legs under me to do my job as a show and entertainer and someone I want to still talk about raw and go over that. So, you know, Rocky Patel is making me laugh. He's a choked up Jones. You know, <laughs> he's right. You know, um, you know, it's just <sighs> going to give you the raw preview. So, so. Like I said, I, I think it's a good opportunity for WWE to um, have uh, Chris Jericho turn on Kevin. I think it would be really good. I really do. Uh, I think you could go with Chris and Kevin, and it would give Kevin a chance to really shine on his own as a universal champ. And then uh, Seth Rollins, you know, he's really starting to get over as a babyface without a strong, hardcore turn, except for the thing that Triple H did and some of his verbiage. And I, I don't think Seth needs the championship come Sunday. I do think you got to keep the heat, keep building heat for Kevin. And I think Chris Jericho can be over enough as a babyface. I know I'm putting myself out there a lot, and I'm probably wrong on what I said about Lesnar and Goldberg for tonight, what they should do. And if you didn't hear that and you're just jumping on the show live now or you're listening to the audio on demand and you fast-forwarded, please listen to the other part of the show earlier when I gave you some fantasy booking kind of thing, what they should do tonight on Raw with um, you know, Goldberg. And, uh, and Brock Lesnar. I think it's a pretty good idea, I humbly say. Uh, but I'm also putting myself out there with the turn. I mean, where these are ballsy moves that they can do from a creative standpoint. But these are moves that I think WWE needs to do. <clears throat> the stuff with the pull-apart, the big pull-apart with Goldberg and Lesnar. That's a big move. That's a big moment move where people are going to jump on the show and you'll, you'll pop a bit good rating. Then go into a triple threat where, where, where Kevin Owens loses. Or somehow Seth Rollins guarantees he's going to win the match. Like as a baby, I guarantee you I'm going to beat these two guys, whatever. you know. And he goes into the pay-per-view with momentum. And you, you kill two birds with one stone where Chris can turn on Kevin. And then go into a storyline with Kevin, which Chris, as a babyface, is chasing Kevin Owens for that universal title. Because Kevin and Chris have excellent chemistry together. You know, I'm, I'm sure they're not going to do this. I'm just telling you, this stuff would be pretty cool. Um, you know. Uh, also tonight, uh, Cesaro and Sheamus are going to battle a new day before Hell in a Cell. I don't agree with this. I don't think they should be in a match. I think it takes away from what they're going to do Sunday. Even though it's not Hell in a Cell tonight, I believe it's just a regular match, I would assume. I don't like that. I don't think that's a good move, frankly. Uh, Sami Zayn, they're asking the question, can Sami Zayn end Braun Strowman's destruction? Um, I think the answer is no. Uh, I don't think Sami Zayn is going to end his destruction. I like Sami. I respect him and his body of work and the character. But they've kind of, you know, after the Kevin Owens uh, storyline, that long storyline with Sami Owens, which was excellent, they've kind of slowed down a little bit on Sami. And I just think that he is a, I, I hate to say it this way, a sacrificial lamb for Braun Strowman. They love Braun. They believe in Braun. They're not going to hurt Braun. 
And instead of just doing squashes all the time, they'll do something with Sammy's aiming him. And then you could always go back to going with Braun squashing guys. But the problem with Braun Strowman, Strowman, the problem with Braun Strowman is eventually you got to put him in a real program unless you do what Heyman did with 911, where you just make him an attraction. So that's something people don't really talk about, but that's what you could do with him. He kind of is that already, and every once in a while throws someone at him. So he's not in a program. So you're never going to put a real championship on him because Braun Strowman doesn't need a championship. He's not good enough in the ring, to be honest with you, that he's going to make a championship. He's an attraction. He's a big, massive, muscular, violent, crazy, intense man, Lumberjack Jones. And, you know, he, he doesn't scream champion. He doesn't need it. Just make him an attraction like Paul did with number one. And then after he's done with Sami Zayn, you have him squashing guys again because it's entertaining. And as long as you keep dipping and dodging and putting other guys in front of him now of credibility because Sami's credible, and then you can go back for a couple of weeks to the, to the squash thing and then give it for another guy. Here comes Neville. Neville's coming at him. Neville's going to take down Braun Strowman. Oh, there's a big size difference. Ah, it don't matter. I'm going to take him down, mate, all that stuff. And he beats Neville. I'm just, I'm just throwing Neville's name out there. You, know. you could do that with Braun Strowman. Um, then they're asking the question, who will gain key momentum before WWE's first women's Hell in a Cell match? Uh, this Sunday, so Sasha Banks, Charlotte. So talking about the word momentum, I didn't even read this, and I, I used the word momentum earlier <laughs> about Seth. And I didn't even read ahead, you know. So that's a word that they like because it's a good word. It's the word that you should use, and you want your talent to have momentum in a storyline perspective. It works, you know. So uh, I, I think you, you know you, you got to go with heel heat. You got to have Charlotte get some momentum. Sasha's the champion, right? So you got to go with some heel heat. Charlotte needs to do something somehow intense. Uh, I don't know if I'd put either of these girls on commentary. I wouldn't do that. We've seen that. I um, I would do something where Charlotte just is intense and, and has heat, and she's angry and yada 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 and all this kind of stuff. That that's that's what I would do. So uh, Chairman says on Facebook Live, poor Sammy. Still on Sammy's name. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I don't. I don't think he's got a shot there. But back to the, to the to the women's match, I I do think that you got to go something with uh, with Charlotte. She's got to uh, she needs heat. She needs heat to go in at Sasha. Uh, you know, maybe you do something where she attacks Sasha, not in the ring or something where she hurts Sasha, where Sasha's now going into the cell match on Sunday, not one hundred percent. You have to put the undersized babyface champion. In dire straits, in my opinion, that's what I would do. You got to put her in dire straits. You know what I'm saying, Cap? Yeah. Are you thinking she's uh, Sasha's going to win on Sunday? I do. I think she retains. I do. But you got to have her coming in, like you know, not 100. percent You know, uh, Troy uh, Bummaster says Bailey as a heel turn. Hmm, it could be. I don't think she's. I don't think so. Not yet. You know, I think I, I think they kind of I don't like the step they took backwards with, with her with Bailey last week. It's tough to do anything with her right now. She's kind of in a weird spot. I might be wrong. I just really think she's in a weird spot because she had a lot of babyface shine. They took a little off her. I think if you keep cooking her up as a babyface, that eventually turn a heel. That's fine. But right now she's got great connectivity to the audience. But that did hurt a little bit last week. I think you got to do something with Bailey to, to redeem her tonight somehow, some way on. Um, you know, on Raw tonight live. That's what I would do. Uh, so, you know, like Douglas Davies Jr. says on a Facebook Live, Wounded Animal Jones. Exactly. 
You got to have Sasha go in her. That's my point. You know, you gotta you gotta go in there that way because it helps. It builds intrigue. It helps Sasha's. I'm sorry. It helps um, Charlotte's case as a heel. I'm getting my championship back. You know, not only am I the true champion, not only is my legacy as a champion, you know, because of a dad, Ric Flair. Not not only uh, am I, was I bred and born and all that jazz to be a champion. I'm bigger than her. I'm better than her. I'm better than her. And now her, being Sasha, is hurt. That's such an easy promo, easy story to tell from a Nazi perspective, but sometimes easy is good. Wasn't something like that done not that long ago between the two of them? Uh, between the two of them? I don't remember, yeah, was it? Sasha had... I mean, it's been done in the business. I'm not yeah, reinventing yeah. the wheel here. Sasha? Yes, yeah, so didn't Sasha have her ribs taped up or something like that a while um, back? Yeah, you're right. But that's not... I'm talking about, like, have her go in where there's doubt she's going to work. Hurt her knee or something, Sasha. Do something to her shoulder. Her shoulder, because she does the gimmick submission. What's it, I don't remember what she the called The bank statement. Yeah, yeah. Do something where she, where Charlotte's trying to eliminate her doing that gimmick. You know what I mean? The, the injury going in hurt for the babyface thing, as, as you know. It's just it's been something that's been done a lot in the business, and it'll always be done in the business, and because it works. And as long as you do it right, it's always a little bit different, different elements to it. It'll always work, in my view. You know, I'm, I'm a fan, you know, of it. So that that's um, that's you know that's what I would do with it. I just think you need to have her, meaning Charlotte, go in with legitimate heat. You know that's to me you know important. That's what you want. She needs it. She needs it. You know you're going in there as a former champ against someone who's half your size. You know that's a problem. So you got to keep the heat for her for for you know, Charlotte. So that's a deal. All right, look, another show uh, in the books, Jobbers. Um, listen, I um, appreciate everybody jumping on the show, listening and calling the show and watching on uh, Facebook Live or watching at Tashow.com. If you listen to the audio on demand, thank you for that, guys. And thank you for getting the show trending, a trending edition on a Monday of the Taz Show. I appreciate you guys always utilizing the hashtag, hashtag the Taz Show. Thank you for that. I appreciate it immensely. And uh, that's it. We'll be back at you tomorrow. Mike Johnson will jump on. We'll talk some Raw. For everybody here at the Taz Show and Captain especially and myself, we'll see you tomorrow. space and screen names back then when I was only worried about my top friends. Now my circle is getting smaller, all these people acting fake, man. And to be honest, I don't even have a top ten. Me against the world, I've been doing what I really love. Haters been hiding behind the screen, man, they movie cuts. And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same, cuz we've been doing our own thing, trying to stay up. I wanna go back to days with no grace. We ordered the kids' meal, play ball, that's all day now. I'm stuck looking at this Instagram page, but these likes on my picture don't result in getting paid now. I've been wondering where the party at, cause all of my concerns got me wondering where they got the Bacardi at. So go and pour another drink just to get away. We gotta live it up, Carolina here to stay. I'm hoping I won't let Back since I was shooting hoops, new issues, you know what I've been going through. And it's for the team, no, I go for my dreams. I've been on tours and stuff.